This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. Coming up on today's program in just a couple of minutes, Holt Nailers, Pirate Starter, joins us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Ryan Jones, East Carolina tight end, coming up later on this hour. Rajay Harris, just a few days removed from surgery, will join us. Talk to us right before the surgery last week. We'll uh, find out how that went. How about the Pirates scoring 47 for number 47 the other night? We'll talk about that with Rajay Harris, Xavier Smith, Miles Berry. A couple of Pirate linebackers join us later on in the show, as will Jeremy Lewis, who had a big game the other night, and Isaiah Winstead found the end zone once again. We'll talk to him in hour number three. Brian Bailey joins us as well on today's show. We will kick it off here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Troy D., how you doing, sir? Doing good, Clip. How are you? Uh, happy Monday. A very happy Monday. We are uh, glad to be here. Nice little bounce back for the Pirates, boy, in dramatic fashion. And uh, I think it's just what this program needed. I mentioned online, it kind of reminded me of the Marshall game last year. ECU went down kind of big, looked grim and bleak at one point, but then uh, the Pirates came back and rallied from behind. And, and if you think back to last year, really sparked the season. If uh, shut that door, CJ, behind us, folks. No, I mean you can come in. Just shut it behind you, please. Um, and that's kind of how I feel that this game could be for ECU. I feel this is the type of game and a down seventeen nothing, coming from behind, having to grind it out, not just in one overtime, but four. That's the type of spark sometimes that it's a little gut check time that could uh, could light this team on fire. And we got a guy that can probably answer that question as far as how the team will respond. You Hold, find- do you agree with everything Troy just said? I do. Yeah. All right, good. I agree, yeah. And, so. and I do think that that's something that, you know, you find out a lot about a team sometimes after a loss, Holden, as you know. It's yeah, easy to, to win, but what is the team made of after a loss? And I think we saw the resiliency of this team Saturday uh, being able to respond like that. Yeah, you know, I said after the two-lane game that we're going to figure out who we are in the locker room. And, um, you know, I knew we had fighters. I knew we had guys that cared about the program. And, uh, you know, it showed, you know, this past Saturday. Holding uh, down 17 to nothing. Again, you've been there before, down 17. Troy just, D just talked about the Marshall game last year. So how do you not – and I was in the stands. I heard some boos. You might not focus on them, but you hear them as oh, yeah, well, I'm sure. So uh, that is a, a rally the troops time. And, man, just a huge end of that first half. You guys were able to get a score. Malik Fleming sparks another one. How, you know, how big was that end of the first half to, to come out with a win later in the night? Yeah, it was massive. Um, you kind of go in the half with momentum, you know, especially after the, the way the first quarter really ended. Um, you know, kind of like you said, you know, the same fans that were booing were the same ones cheering at the oh, end yeah. of the game. So it uh, kind of shows you how that goes. But, yeah, I mean, we, we just stick to, you know, who we are. And we said that on the sidelines. You know, we knew our backs were against the wall and we were going to have to go play good. And I think some of that's just human nature. You know, I, I hate to say it. And one, I'm not, I'm never a fan of people, let me just say, booing college kids. Yeah. You know, and even though you guys are, are scholarship athletes, it's still. I think now, NFL, guys are getting paid millions yeah. of dollars. That's their job. Yep. I have a different attitude towards that. I think if people want to boo the Chicago Bears, I'm all for it. Uh, I will say I think I, some of the boos, maybe the majority of the boos, are for the coaches. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree, but it's hard to delineate yeah. at a game. If you boo from now on, can you say who you're booing at? <laughs> I, so do, we'll I do agree with you, Clip. I do think some of that gets to the is for yeah. the coaches that are the paid employees yeah. of the football team. But uh, let me just say this. I'm never a fan of even doing that at the college level. I think you you want to boot coaches on the NFL level. That's well and good. But with that being said, 
a lot of times, and I've seen this before, people that can be critical online and snarky with their comments are the same people after a win want to go get their picture with yeah. the guys and want to be buddies with everybody. So, I, And as I said, I just think that's part of human nature. And I don't think our fan base is probably any different than no, any other fan base. That's I just, just think that's just how are. it is, and yep. you're probably used to it by now, I guess. Yeah, I'm totally used to it. I mean, I, I said this a long time ago, it's fake love and real hate, um, and that's just, you know, that's with sports in general. I mean, anytime, especially at the quarterback position, anytime you do good, um, you're going to be the most loved person out there, and anytime you do bad and the team loses, you're going to be the most hated person out there. So that's just kind of what comes with it, and, you know, I learned that a long time ago, just keep a tight circle and, you know, know who you are, and that's what I've done. All right, seven games in, Pirates four and three. Got a big one coming up this weekend against UCF. Uh, we all saw, you know, we've talked about it before. You get banged up during the season. Uh, this season's no different. Yeah. We see you kind of get repaired sometimes by teammates. And you've talked about your shoulder kind of going in and out. Now it's almost like someone, if you got a double, like I got a double jointed thumb, just kind of popping. It's no big deal. But, how you know, how are you doing? Because I know, look, it takes a toll after a while. Yeah. I mean, you know, what? what how, how are things going physically yeah. for you right now? Um, honestly, I'm, it's, I'm, to the point in the season where really your whole body hurts uh, until like Friday, Saturday type type thing. You're in the training room as much as you can, but you know a lot of it is you know you're at the same point in the season when your body hurts is you know, you are you do get in routine to knowing how your body's going to feel. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. You know I know what what body parts are going to hurt now. Are there new things that pop up? Yeah, there is, but um, you know I know what's going to hurt and you know what I need to to focus on to get ready for Saturday. And I mean that's that's just really what I got to do. You've had overtimes of four. You've participated in. You've been yep. successful in. Uh, I don't think you've ever had a four overtime game I have before. Not. Yeah. Uh, take us through that. What was going through your mind? There's some you know quirky new overtime rules now that are in play yeah. that uh, a lot of folks probably didn't know about until yeah. this game. But uh, what, what's you know take us through your progressions and your thoughts and feelings when at each overtime and uh, what you guys were going through. Yeah, you know I. I'm sure fans have mixed feelings about the the two point conversion thing, where it's just going back and forth. But um, I'm sure if we were on the losing side, we'd say differently. But you know, I like the rule because when you're in four overtimes, I mean, if we would have had to go up there and and continue drives and you know four different times on that, I mean, we would have been exhausted. And our guys already were exhausted. I mean, after that game, we pretty much played a game and a half almost. It seemed like. I mean, I left the place at 12:30 at night, and I mean, you're exhausted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, mindset wise, you just got to go. Once we scored, when there was a minute left in the game, I got on the on the phone with Coach K, and and he was like, "Look, they got a minute and two timeouts. Like, it, it's not unheard of that they that we do go to overtime here. So just prepare yourself." So I got the offense together and said, "Look, guys, you know, um, hopefully our defense can hold them." But, you know, get your mind right to play more football, and that's end up what happened. Momentum is a funny thing in football because it has two halves. And the, and the I, you see it all the time. Teams look like totally different teams, yep. the first half versus second half, good or bad. And when the Pirates were down 17 nothing, I mean, there probably weren't many people thinking, oh, boy, this thing yeah. could get out of hand. This could get ugly. But those couple scores before yep. halftime really changed the momentum. I heard Coach Houston talk about that, too. Really kind of changed that whole outlook of that game and the momentum going into halftime. Um, discuss how, how big that was, I guess, uh, changed that whole outlook outlook of that game it was huge you know i mean going into halftime i mean if we go into halftime 17 nothing there obviously i mean we would have had a chance to come back but i mean that locker room would have been quiet i mean i mean the the leaders would have had to really step up 
um, and, and been really good leaders there, in which we would have done if that was the situation. But, um, you know, I think we kind of got a grip of it before halftime. You know, we, we got a grip of it on the sideline and said, you know, we got to turn this thing around and, and make a run at it and, and put pressure on them. They put pressure on us really early. They came out I and mean, they played good football. It wasn't like, I mean, we weren't playing the best football, but we also weren't playing terrible football there. We weren't turning the ball over. We weren't doing any of that. They were just, they were just playing better than us for the first quarter and came out hot. And, I mean, we know we have a good football team and we just had to go out there and, and just play better. Holden, we saw you play uh, a little DB in high school, get out on both sides of the field. How about Malik Fleming and Julius Wood the other night kind of reliving their high school yeah. days playing offense? I think Malik's return gets overshadowed, obviously, because of what yeah. Wood did, but that was huge to it set was. you guys up. And then Julius Wood looked like the best playmaker <laughs> on the field, maybe minus Keaton Mitchell, but that return, that uh, I did actually see you on the sideline afterwards. Yeah. They showed you on the big screen, but, man, that had to fire everybody up. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, to tie the game there, I mean, yeah, that was huge. And, and Julius, uh, he was he was cutting back and doing all that. His ball security wasn't the best, but uh, <laughs> but he held on to it and got into the box. So, yeah, that was a huge turning point in the game. Awesome play by him and uh, that defense turning uh, defense into offense yep. with those scores. Uh, man, and, and Troy talked about the, the four overtimes longest game in ECU football history and you gotta have a just curious how long was the game clip do we have a time lapse time on it I don't know about hour wise I'm speaking to time wise as far as four overtimes um I don't know. I know I was here until after two o'clock. So yeah, I'll count that. really. Uh, yeah, AM. I was gonna say that too, old. Uh, I didn't play in the game, but man, I was sore on Sunday That's, just from sitting yeah. so much. And I do want to ask you guys, like, how how tough is it to get up for that Sunday practice? You got Sunday practice regardless yeah. of how long the game goes. So I would have pushed that, that back like? if I was yeah, we, had, uh, we had Sunday practice, Sunday conditioning. What time does that start lift. for you guys? Um, so PT starts at 12, and then practice, I think, our, our first lift is at one thirty. so technically one thirty. So, I mean, we, we got to sleep in a little bit. I think I slept yeah. in until like 9 o'clock, but, yeah, I mean, I'd... I would clip though. I didn't even play, and I ended up like I felt tired Sunday. Yeah. And I laid down for like at noon. Next thing I knew, it was like three thirty. Yeah. I took a three and a half hour nap. I was like exhausted. We didn't even play. Yeah, so usually, I can only uh, imagine what you guys yeah. are dealing with. I usually go and watch Sunday night football at my brother's house. Um, I went over there and I stood up to to go get they, his wife cooked soup. Um, for me and my girlfriend and, and I got up to do it and get like seconds of it and I stood up and was kind of like walking he was like gosh you look sore and blah 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 and then he got up and he was like well dang I feel like I just played a game too actually now that you say that so, oh, yeah. get, get used to it three more late games coming up for you yeah. guys do you like these night games Holden's no. an old man now. Of course yeah. not. He yeah. wants the early I, Yeah. When I was younger, honestly, yeah, when I was younger, I, I mean, I lived for it. And obviously, once you get out there, I mean, it's awesome. Playing on the lights in Daddy Ficklin, there's nothing like it. But yeah. at the same time, playing a 12 o'clock game and having, you know, three hours in the afternoon to just relax. Because, I mean, even, you know, Mondays are off days, but we got to watch film and get ready for game prep and all that. So we don't have time to just and, and really, relax and not look at anything. Yeah, Mondays are more you don't practice. Yeah. You, you still it's are not, doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just, you can't no show. Yeah. Especially a guy like you. It's a seven day a week job yeah. for you. I mean, I'll probably be there, I mean, at least five, six hours a day. I mean, as soon as I leave here, I mean, I'm, I'm heading right over there. Yeah. So. What do you, let's talk about this weekend coming up. Uh, huge challenge against UCF. I don't know how much we're going to see these guys again going forward. This could be our uh, last yeah. good opportunity to, to play 
UCF as they're moving to a, a different conference. So, what are your what are your views and expectations going into this weekend as far as what you're going to see from them? Yeah, they're a good football team. Uh, I mean, obviously they they put up a lot of points last week against a, a Temple team that's really trying to to rebuild and figure out kind of who they are. But um, I mean, they're they're a good football team. They play a lot of man on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they're big. They got a lot of transfers. Obviously, well coached with. Gus Malzahn is their head coach. So, I mean, they're going to be talented. It's going to be a tough task for us. Um, I mean, we're going to have to come out there and play our A game and, you know, can't get off to a slow start. All right, a couple of Facebook questions. Uh, someone's asking, Holt wants to know if you uh, if it's difficult to battle your nerves and maintain composure through numerous over- overtimes like that. Yeah, um, you know, I get more nervous when the defense is on the field than I do when I'm out there. Uh, you know, cheering for them is probably just like normal fan yeah. um, cheering for them. But when I'm on offense, yeah, I don't really, I don't really get nervous like that. I mean, some of these plays we've repped, you know, over a hundred, hundred times or so. So it's just going out there. I mean, if I got time to be nervous, my mind's not in the right spot. Were you nervous when he threw it out to Keaton? And he's got a long ways to go, and a man in front of him, and he just goes right by him. He yeah, does it. Um, you know, that was my fifth read on that play, and. I mean, I kind of had to throw the ball to him. There won't no one else behind him to throw it to. So, I mean, he, he's a good one to put the ball in hands. And, you know, we ran that play um, during camp, and almost the exact same thing happened um, with the same – almost honestly the same result. Like, if you put the film right next to each other, same exact thing happened. So I think they I'm actually might have put that one out yeah. because he, like, broke a pirate's ankles yeah. and got yes, to the end zone. Yeah. And the, the same, same thing play. happened in the game. Like, so. same play, same Practice it, it'll happen on the field. Yeah, right? true. Play like you practice. All right, uh, Adam wants to know, uh, do the hits hurt more when you were a freshman versus how they feel now? Um, yeah, I think as my, my freshman year, I didn't – you don't know what you don't know when you go out there and think it's high school and you get popped a couple of times. So those, those first couple – hurt pretty good because I, I mean you just got to get used to it now that I'm used to it um, they don't hurt worse but you know the days after definitely do the recovery's a little bit yeah, longer it is yeah. for sure now I'm older how about the uh, connection it's it's every week now with Isaiah Winstead he has uh, become the number one target and of course you still got CJ Ryan Jones a lot of weapons yep. but Isaiah constantly uh, at the top of the box score with catches yards. You found him in the end zone, and uh, what a weapon he's become for you guys. This yeah, year. he's huge. I mean, I said in the summer when I was doing interviews with these guys, with you guys that I mean he was he was a big time player, a big time person, um, and he's lived up to to every bit of that. All right, I was uh, you know you you're always even keel, uh, and, and honestly for folks that don't know, I mean uh, whether we win big, lose yep. big, whatever the case may be, I mean you have a pretty even keel demeanor yeah, about you sure. on the field, off the field. We've done you a long time, Coach Houston. I watched him in the uh, in the post game. That is the most fired up I've seen him, and he gets fired up at least with a media press conference afterwards. Last week, I guess, I, I guess it just kind of took a toll. There were a lot of critics out there um, last week, but I guess it was a great way for him, you know, kind of him to vent and, and yeah. uh, you know let off some steam. But boy, he was fired up after the game. I can only imagine what he was like in the locker room. Yeah, he was. I mean, that's just that's how he is. Um, obviously. Um, like you said, anytime anytime you lose a game uh, in college football, there's going to be people that have their say so in, in some things. But uh, I mean, only at the end of it, the people's opinion that matter are, are the ones that are in that building, um, that are in your circle. And uh, obviously, he was pretty pumped up. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I'm I'm sure the media got a little scared when he did that. Uh, <laughs> well, Charlie, do we have that the, audio? Uh, audio? Yeah, let's Mike play Houston that for folks that might have missed this. This was right after the game in the media press conference. How about those freaking pirates? <laughs> But then he went on after that. Do you have more of it? Surely just that part. That's all we have. And then he said, we're gonna, I'm going to answer your freaking questions. But how about that freaking comeback? And it was freaking awesome. And you guys aren't freaking excited enough. 
It was jacked up. It was freaking oh. great. Yeah, we. Uh, I woke up the next morning. My girlfriend was like, "Look, please look at this." And we, we were cracking up. At I had a friend that said they were going to play. It's surely play it one more time. They're going to make this their ringtone. How about those freaking pirates? <laughs> Every time your phone rings, it's going to have that. That'd be awesome. I loved it. I thought it was great. I love the passion with yeah. Coach Houston. Yeah, he's, he's fiery for sure. So, wouldn't want anyone else leading the ship. All right, we need. Uh, he's got some commitments clips, so any, we, we got to get ready to wrap up in just a little bit. I told uh, we get Holton out of here a little quicker than normal today because you've got some uh, PT and stuff to yep. get to. Anything else you? I didn't want to nah, cut you short. Put clips. some duct tape on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and let's that's play another one Saturday. <laughs> and then put some back on it on Monday. <laughs> but uh, we'd take a break if you want. We'll let him. All right, get, we'll out get a here, break so, in, yeah. and we got Ryan Jones coming. Perfect timing. Joining us next segment. Thanks, Holt. Appreciate yeah, thanks, it, man. Guys. Ryan Jones joining us now. Got Rajay Harrison a little bit. Xavier Smith, Miles Berry, Jeremy Lewis, Isaiah Winstead coming off the four overtime victory over the Memphis Tigers. And uh, Ryan, another week and another instance of you killing a man, metaphorically, <laughs> not literally, on the football field. Let's uh, break down the film of your decleating block this week. So Keaton Mitchell on the run you are just waiting for this guy you are you got him lined up ready to go he is not looking at you and then bam Mm. knocked him on his tail keaton mitchell scoots inside the 10 so uh is that your favorite when they don't see it you know it's legal (laughs) you you see them they see you there's nothing illegal about it but they don't see you coming do you just kind of have a little extra juice on that one yeah those definitely are the uh the best blocks to have you know you definitely cannot catch somebody slipping so and you are lining him up like six <laughs> yards down the field. How yeah. far off his feet did he come, Clip? <laughs> his, uh, his, uh, he kind of went head over heels there, yeah. heels over <laughs> head. And, Ryan, with impact like that, you didn't do anything wrong, but you're almost worried nowadays in football there's going to be a flag. Like, yeah. Are you thinking that at all, kind of looking around? like? Uh, I mean, kind of seeing the film from yesterday, I thought about it just because uh, now this, with the way the game's played, it's kind of – you can't be too aggressive. Yeah, they call things targets, at least with so. a quarterback. Definitely, yeah. you know, yeah. if you, even if it's clean. Sometimes I've seen a lot of penalties on the quarterback, and it's just a clean tackle. Yeah, is that one where you uh, they rewind in the film room and you get some oohs and ahs and stuff? Did you get? Yeah, some I mean, props definitely. When it happened during the game, I heard the whole crowd kind of crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's a great feeling. Ryan Jones, yeah, helmet sticker us. play, as they used to say, clip. Yeah, no doubt, as uh, he earned one for that one. Uh, Ryan, I I tend to jinx things on social media. I tweeted out last week against Tulane, Ryan Jones, five straight games with a touchdown, and that was then the penalty came out and yeah. it was taken back, and you hadn't gotten the end zone since. Yeah, so it's on clip. That's a little bit on me, but it's all good. We're gonna be back. Four catches, fifty-four yards the other night. We and, call that uh, clipping. Yeah, that's <laughs> on me. Fifteen-yard yeah. penalty. <laughs> Um, Thank you. <laughs> but whole Naylor's once again spreading it around. You caught four of them the other night. Uh, how about the offense? How'd you feel the other night? I mean, just the way we uh, the way we had the run game and pass game set up. I mean, we started kind of slow on the run game, but like once we hit second half coming out, I feel like we were super explosive. Ron, talk about just the difference in attitude <laughs> with this team. I mean, it's just one win, but man, it just feels like the whole. Like there was just a lot of negativity last week, just yeah. around, inside, outside, you know, around Greenville. But man, it just seems like, and even though uh, you had to do whatever you had to do to get to win, but it just seems like it just completely changed the atmosphere all around. Yeah, this I mean, place. The, uh, the whole week we kind of just understood. I mean, we were all kind of down about how we performed last weekend against uh, Tulane. So I mean, the whole week we were just focused on really just finishing the game and just playing how we play. 
as a team. So, I mean, that was just our main focus is just getting back on track to winning. Is there a little extra pep when you practiced, went to practice Sunday, kind of getting ready for the week now? You guys a little more fired up eh? because you're going to have a tough test against UCF. Yeah, I mean, we understand the stretch we have coming up. So, I mean, the guys are just real prepared and just um, eager to just continue to get improving and just uh, play how we play. We're always, like, if we're watching the game on TV or in the stands, looking at the clock, looking at the score, looking at the time, you're kind of focused on next play, next play. Do you, but what do you, when you look up and see 17 to nothing, like, you, you got to keep your head into it and everything. But what, what's that sense of urgency like when you're down that early? That um, big? When you're down early, I mean, we still knew we had, like, a, a lot of game left to play. So, I mean, we just understood just, just playing one play at a time and just staying focused and locked in on the play you're in. I mean, ultimately, that's going to result to uh, a good result. So, I mean, just staying locked in on what we're doing is playing play, out of, uh, play after play. And, Troy, you mentioned the word momentum earlier. Not a tangible thing, but certainly a real thing. Yeah. And when you scored late in the first quarter, uh, first half, and then that big interception by yeah. Fleming in return, like, what is that feeling like when it starts going your way like that? Nah, that's great. I mean, there's a, a saying Coach K always says, momentum is always on our side. So, I mean, just uh, we just really believe in that and just understand that we're always in the game. You know? I, I so think we just stay focused. Two things you can't put your finger on with football, but really dictate everything uh, a lot of times is momentum. It's, uh, you know, creating that positive momentum because yeah. it could work against you too. But having that positive momentum, especially if we talked about going into halftime with those two scores and team chemistry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trusting your team. We've seen teams here before that don't have chemistry. And if you don't have chemistry, you ain't going to win many games. Right. But when you've got team chemistry, you can accomplish a lot. And I think this team does have some excellent chemistry. And um, it's just one of those things, though, it's hard to define. Mm-hmm. You know, how to, I think that's what coaches are always trying to – if there's a magic potion for chemistry, you could be a multi-billionaire. you know, billionaire. But it's one of those things, sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. But I really do think this team has a tremendous chemistry. And I think you saw some of that Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. Just um, It's just how our locker room is. Just uh, We truly see our locker room as a family. So, I mean, just the chemistry we have, that's just from on the field and off the field things. So, I mean, we uh, we all trust each other when we're on the field, and we just have full faith in uh, the guys that we're playing with and playing besides. So, I mean, that helps us tremendously on the football field. Team ran 80-plus plays. You're in for a lot of those, Ryan, plus four overtime. So, uh, the body feel any different yesterday when you woke up compared to normal games? Um, Yeah, I mean, playing a game that ended close to midnight was uh, not ideal, but – I mean, it was a, it definitely was a different feeling. I mean, just coming out and um, just playing with the guys, that was that was fun though. Yeah, uh, fun night for uh, the fans. We had a huge night on the post game show. We were here till two o'clock, taking phone calls from people that mm-hmm. were jacked up after that one. And uh, I tell you what, uh, there, a lot of people. Troy's not a big white helmet guy, but no, uh, of all the white helmets, I will say I like this one the best. Mm-hmm. So you are a white helmet guy. No, I'm not a white helmet guy. Okay, that's I, what I, I would have still preferred a purple, but I'm saying I did the the this one with the script was growing on me a yeah. little bit. I was, I was just gonna want to clarify. Thank you for clarifying. But still not in the white helmet category, which is what I said yeah. when we first began this discussion. Fair, but not totally against the new one. <laughs> Whatever, man. You don't like the white helmets. Yeah, I don't. But uh, overwhelming support for these uniforms. You guys look good out there. You look good. Well, we yeah. get to see these again. I know it's not your decision, Ryan, but are we going to wear these again this year? Uh, I... I hope so, but I mean, I think uh, I think that was just a homecoming thing. So okay, yeah. I mean, I would lo- have them with a different combo. Yeah, keep look, them in look. the rotation. Yeah, at least the the tops. I thought they looked cool. The tops are, yeah, the tops. Are and nice. I do love East Carolina back in the end zones. Mm-hmm. I, I think good, that yeah. should stay all the time. For I don't know why that ever got changed. Uh, I think it fits the end zone. It looks better. It says who we are. Um, I 
you know, I've never really thought pirates in the end zone. Just it just didn't fill the end zone, look mm-hmm. as good. And I, yeah, I think East Carolina it just looks great. Clip. This is what old people talk about, Rod. This is, this is what we care about. <laughs> this is you worry about what's on the field like during the game. Yeah, we'll take. There's care been of a lot of talk about East Carolina in the end zone. I know, week. Yeah. and yeah. the uh, they had the smaller font earlier in the year. Yeah, is there a paint shortage? What are we doing? One year they uh, a couple times. This is back uh, a few chancellors, a couple chancellors to go. They when they went with that big, we were only going to be known as ECU. Push, ECU, yeah. and they put ECU in the end zone. I That's thought right. that didn't look right, but ECU on the helmets, fantastic on the yeah. jersey, sure, East Carolina, but. I do think East Carolina, for folks that are listening that in the athletic department, I would just like to say I've talked to tons of alums that all agree that they thought the paint scheme with ECU in the end zone looked great. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, great East look. Carolina. And now we are going to paint it black uh, this yeah. uh, coming up Saturday. I'm Which ass- I do like. I'm assuming some black unis, black yeah, helmets. All black. Yeah. All black. All right. yeah. all black. Do you like the all black unis? The all black's probably my favorite uh, combination we have. Yeah. I like it. It's going to look good. Pop under the lights coming up against a very good team, Ryan. You look around the American and what's going on right now. UCF uh, is hot and uh, coming in here and going to be a good opponent. What have you seen on film from those guys? Um, They just have a lot of guys coming back. I mean, they have a good defense and offense that can score. So, I mean, it's going to be another challenge for us this week. So, I mean, we're preparing just uh, getting ready to play them uh, this weekend. And if I remember correctly, I'll look it up. More of a defensive game with them last year. It wasn't really a shootout, right? Yeah. It was, Nip, I was there. And it was uh, was one of those games. ECU probably should have won that game. Yeah, Yeah, 20-16. to Uh, We we really let it slip away. We had a couple mishaps, uh, you know, in the red zone that, that, Really, ECU dominated that game. Yeah. Let me just say that it was kind of one of those heartbreakers that it really should have been in the win column, but it unfortunately slipped away. Got to get it back this year. It's been a nice payback game for them. Yeah, as definitely. I said, last chance to really do that with them. And then Ron, you've got a Friday game off week, and then another Friday game. So uh, I don't know. You, you become such a creature of habit when you're uh, in season. Uh, you know, we'll talk more about it next week, obviously. But how does that change when you you got a, a different day you're playing on? Yeah, I mean, with the earlier games, you kind of have to just with your preparation, it just has to, has to be more focused for the week, just because you don't ha- you don't have that extra day um, with you playing earlier and everything. So I mean, you just have to just stay uh, stay sharp in your preparation and just stay locked in. Good deal, Ron Jones joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Got to get to Rajay, so we'll let yeah, Ron get gonna, back to work. We're gonna check in with him, see how he's doing physically. But uh, Ron, good good luck this weekend. We want to see some monster blocks out there, yes, and uh, I'm gonna take the jinx off from Clip, and I say you score this weekend. Yes, sir. I All need right. it. Back in the end zone, yep. Ron Jones. Sounds good. Uh, a nice putting up 47 for uh, Rajay the other night. Yeah, the house. Pre- that was I, I don't know if y'all playing that one. But a nice Reminded tribute. me of like the Bad News Bears. Remember that kid that got hurt in the Bad News? We're doing it for, uh, what was his name, Lucas or something? Or Again, we're old, Ron. That's a really, <laughs> you know really old clip? reference there. I, nah, the Looper. We did it for the Looper. Did it for the Looper. Yeah. All right. It was kind of like that type of moment uh-huh. where they went out and won <laughs> for Rajay. Rajay's the Looper. Xavier, you're uh, out there on the field playing for yourself, your family, your team, your school, but... Uh, Guys like Rajay as well, right? To playing for him. Yeah, for sure. I just seen uh Rajay earlier today, uh, when he was leaving the facility. I was just talking to him and his mom and his girlfriend, uh, just trying to keep him positive, you know, because he's a he's a tough individual. He's always positive. He keeps me going, he keeps the team going. So, you know, he's a crucial piece to uh, you know, why we play so hard. So a part of the reason we go out there and play is that for reasons like that. We you know we have guys who you know, would do anything to be out there with us and, you know, just unfortunate situations. So, yeah, it's, it's heavy on all of us, but, you know, we just pray for him and wish the best a speedy recovery. 
Xavier Smith joining us. Xavier, how crazy is it that last year we make a big deal of the two-point stop at Memphis and your uh, beautiful backflip right there at midfield. This year, another two-point stop in overtime against Memphis. Uh, I already know the answer. For people that didn't see it on Twitter, did you perform another backflip after the game? I would... I actually thought about it. I swear, as soon as we won, I was running. I was like, should I hit a backflip? Was it the slide like, instead? I didn't slide. I saw anything. some guys slide, and I, but I couldn't tell. I started running, and then I was like, dang. And so I started feeling sore. As soon as I started running, <laughs> I was like, I, I stopped running instantly. and just started shaking the other team's hand. That way I could hurry up and get back to the locker room. Because, you know, it was a long taxing game. And yeah. I was just, you know, happy we got the dub. I wasn't worried about anything else. I think Kerry King hit a backflip. I saw a video. Oh, good. At least somebody did. Yeah, I think Kerry King it. hit one. That might be a little Memphis tradition. I know, yeah, let's keep that thing going every <laughs> year. Uh, man, what a game. You guys were out there on the field a lot and uh, having to play in those four overtimes. I asked uh, Jeremy earlier, did you know, because he said the coaches talk about it, did you know all the rules as far as you got to go for two here and then you start the two-point and all that? No. <laughs> no clue. Like Every single time I thought we were going back out in the offense, like, no, it's us. I was like, how that don't even make sense? Like. <laughs> What's the rules? But I just went out there, you know, and just tried to do our job, best of our ability. Well, and I think a lot of fans didn't realize, too, the, the rules had changed for yeah. overtime, where the second time you have to go for two because yeah. people thought we were going for two instead of trying to kick the extra point. Which, by the way, some nice adjustments by Coach Houston and the staff. You know, they put, um, what was it Conrad? Yeah. Uh, out there Conrad. who did a great job, which, which I thought was uh, an excellent adjustment. But a lot of folks thought they were afraid. But that's the rule, I believe, that you got to, after the first one, you got to go for two. They're trying yeah. to speed it up so you don't have like eight. I think they had that one game where they had like eight overtimes, that one year clip, yeah. and they tried to adjust it where it doesn't happen all the time. Would you, do you like the way it is, the overtime, or would you rather do it like old school, kind of like NFL, where you kick it sudden death? as they used to call it um, you know where the first person to score wins yeah I mean in a perfect world you know that is the tra- normal tradition I'm used to so like you know I know in the NFL that's how it typically goes and in college it's a little bit different but I kind of like how the college one works it's kind of beneficial for both sides it just really you just get a crack at it yeah, like, yeah it's a lot better than it was when we were growing up they mm-hmm. had ties I know so, it's terrible yeah, no ties I hate I'm not ties. a big fan of ties yeah. Uh, Xavier, according to the participation chart, you played 62 plays the other night. That's a lot of plays in a football game. So yeah, you is. feel you still feeling that? Or you? I am definitely still feeling that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I just seen Rajay earlier for uh, rehab. We be in there uh, a lot of the time, so we always talk about the same stuff. You know, just uh, recovery, how you know, what things now, we're going to try to get back better. Now, what do you do when you do rehab? Like, what are you doing? What's your rehab consist of? Um, I focus on lower half because you know I had. Uh, prior lower body uh, lower body injuries so I just focus on my lower half and getting you know my knees back right so what is uh, it uh, like stretching is it a massage like what what are uh, it's everything uh, ice tub cold tubs going back and forth okay. um, the recovery boots I do uh, stem needling I'm terrified of needles I do needling uh, so yes. all that stuff a yeah, little bit of combination of everything yeah. I thought of you guys at the tailgate this is a true story clip I know you're gonna think this is crazy I thought of you guys at our tailgate zone I had a, I was searching for a uh, actually a Pepsi, believe it or not, for my kids. So in the way Ellerby had the cooler, they were at the very bottom of the cooler. We have these big boat coolers and they're full of ice. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find. I had to keep digging through the ice to find one. And my hand was only in there for like eight to ten seconds. And I was like, I could barely feel my <laughs> yeah. arm and hand. I, I was like. 
oh my god i couldn't believe what this must feel like yeah if you got to go in an ice tub because that's basically what it was a little bit of water and then full mm-hmm. of ice and that's what a night you know you're you're just getting your whole body in i could barely pull out a freaking can of pepsi without dying yeah, i don't know how you guys do it where you sit in it that's why i have to contrast because i have to sit in the cold tub yeah, I couldn't make it. My feet would start hurting, but, you know, sometimes you get used to it. But for me, weirdly, you know, I, it helps when I go from hot to cold because, like, I guess my body's just warm and it just— so you, If you start hot, you can do it. Yeah, but yeah. even once that wear off, I'm like, all right, it's time to get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get back in hot. But I've got to, you know, stick your hand in an ice cold cooler clip for and see how long you can keep it there. All right, ice cold cooler challenge. Yeah, that could be a new way to power radio. <laughs> Uh, Xavier Smith joining us. Uh, Xavier got down 17-0. The offense scores, and then the defense makes a play to really kind of flip the whole game, the, the Malik Fleming interception that set up another touchdown. Then second half, Julius Wood gets one, takes it in. Uh, how about defense turning to offense? You guys were out there uh, helping ECU score points the other night. Yeah, I mean, as a as a group, you know, me, us, the guys, we try to emphasize that during the week. Uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. We want to make more turnovers, force more turnovers. So that was a, a goal we had this week. And, you know, those guys, they – do the same things in practice so in the game it just comes natural uh Julius I didn't know he had those kind of moves Man. to get in the box so you know I had a, I probably could have hit a backflip after that one because I was so <laughs> excited for him and just you know the work he's put in and the things he's doing to help us win and, you know a lot of the guys uh Chandre you know was yeah changing the game for us a lot of guys that were just stepping up and you know laying it all out there for each other you know that's what you know a true brotherhood we talk about it from the offense perspective of you know, how many two-point plays do you got if you get into one of these situations Situations. How about from a defensive standpoint, Xavier? You're probably looking at film all week. All right, this is what Memphis does inside the five and everything. So, mm-hmm. did y'all have all that ready to go in overtime? Like you kind of knew, or at least thought you knew what might be coming on those plays? Yeah, I was actually, well, me personally, I was super excited because the first time they came out, they came in a formation that we knew, like, well, I knew what was coming. So, I was like, oh, bet. Like, our chances are pretty good. I was already letting everybody know what. Uh, what we seen on film, what we expected to come, and then I think they called a timeout or something, or they changed their formation, and then I was just like, damn, my mind, <laughs> my mind went blank, but, uh, you know, it's definitely like some, it's hit or miss, because those are like your best plays to try to trick people, uh, cause smoke and mirrors, distractions, yeah. get your eyes in a different place, so it's really difficult, you know, even if you do know what's coming, to still stop those kind of plays. Got some momentum rolling into uh, this game this weekend in Greenville. It's a night game again, 7.30 kickoff. It's a uh, blackout, so uh, the team will be dressed in all black. They're encouraging fans to uh, also dress in black. UCF coming in here with some momentum. They're 5-1 and one on the year. They just rolled up 70 points against Temple in yes, case folks weren't paying attention last weekend. So this is uh, obviously a high-powered offense. Sure, it's going to yeah. be up to you and your teammates to stop them. Are you nervous? Um, I want to use the word nervous, but we definitely have our hands full. Uh, I actually was able to watch a little bit of the game. I have a friend who goes to Temple. I was talking to him a little bit about the things they do and stuff like that. But, you know, they're definitely a high-power offense. we got to come ready to play, like, for real. Uh, their quarterback... Uh, he's doing great things. They're putting up, I've seen like 700 total yards. They put up 600 in other games. Uh, you know, they have playmakers across the board in all positions. Um, so we definitely have to be ready to play, take this week series, you know, get our bodies ready to play this kind of football game. That's interesting. You always hear coaches say that they'll talk to their their friends in the business about what this team does. Mm-hmm. How many guys from opposing teams have you talked to like that? That's pretty uh, unique. Not many, yeah. but, you know, this – 
we got just happened to get lucky. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends go there. He played D-line there. And, uh, you know, I had a conversation with him just to see uh, the things they were doing, what he's seen offensively from them, you know, what uh, things maybe they went over to help us out a little bit. You know, just trying to get, you know, anything I can to try to help the team get better. Where's his loyalty a lot? His friendship with you or his uh, loyalty? Well, he's with Temple. Not oh, Temple, Temple. That's yeah, right, definitely right. with Temple. You know, I don't <laughs> ask some crazy stuff like, give me y'all game plan. But, you know, it's like, I thought it was, uh, okay. I got, yeah. I got mixed up. That's a good point. Yeah. It's different than like the business side. It's more like a friendship, just yeah. checking up on him. But yeah, he'll give you what UCF does. He won't give you what his team is yeah, doing. For sure. Obviously, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. yeah, you could ask. Yeah, might as well. You got him later this year. Memphis, you got nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Xavier Smith joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. So uh, uh, the unis looked great the other night. Y'all look good. Played good in them. And now you go uh, all black this week, right? Blackout coming up. Yeah, we had. Uh, this year's going to be wild with the uniforms. We got different helmets, different color helmets. You know, just like I said the last time, don't let it be a distraction and come ready to play. This is the most uniform combinations we've ever had. I was going to say. Clip. I will say that. We the, used the, to, like, clamor for this stuff, right? Yeah. And now we, we finally got Be it. careful what you wish for. You might get it. <laughs> yeah, now, Too many damn uniforms. Sure, we don't like being told what to wear. So he, Well, I like to choose what I want to wear game day. And I was going to go with, I've got a, a cool Pirate Radio black shirt I was going to mm-hmm. wear for the tailgate yesterday. But then I'm like, well, next week is the blackout. I should probably save it for that. Why can't so, you just wear them? Like, I don't want to wear the same thing back to back i've worn something different every game who's every paying week. attention to this other than you oh, well, we take pictures i don't want to be in the same thing yeah, every week in the photos I and i you know i put some thought into what i wear clip i know you feel that xavier you are a still a young man a kid that likes to look good but I mean, Troy, <laughs> look good tail good tailgate good is what i say <laughs> feel good all right whatever works for you who am i to, to say yeah. but I, I do like the all black look i, I yeah. think those unis are one of my favorite i, I think we'll obviously bra- break out the black helmets again mm-hmm. which i like for sure um so i'm excited about that there were years before you were here yeah. xavier uh, I clamored for. Yeah. We had black uniforms in baseball. We had black uniforms in basketball, basketball but yeah. we never had a black football uniform mm-hmm. jersey. And I was beating the drum louder than anybody. We should have a black East Carolina jersey. I think it would look sharp. It was awesome. We never had a blackout game. So then finally, many years ago, it wasn't, you know, but recent history clip, we did have to go research. It was research. the uh, Cardin team, right? Rough. And yeah. It was the first, we had a black, it was a huge success mm-hmm. and we've kept it rolling ever since. So I'm never going to complain about having a blackout game or wearing black jerseys because that's what I had fought for so long ago. Yeah. So I, I like it. I think it's awesome. That is one color combination. I think it's cool to break out occasionally. Yeah. I you think know? we should wear it more often. Yeah. yeah. All blacks. Whatever works, too, if you win in it. Uh, yeah. Keep it rolling. So, uh, Xavier, good stuff, man. We'll let you get back to uh, your day off, which you don't really get many in. Yeah, what's what's left for Do you have to go back and uh, do stuff today, or are you going to rest up and then hit it, hit it hard tomorrow? Uh, well, I already went to rehab. Uh, ran a few errands for our little day off. We got some free time, so I ran a few errands. Had to come here, you know, Pi Radio, do my thing, chill with the guys, have some fun. Next, I got meetings at 4.30. So we're going to think finally going to UCF in depth, uh, get our game plan, get a couple and watch a few plays, just get our minds ready for practice tomorrow. 
And then I might go to the movies later. Uh, What's the new Halloween movie? The Smile. I heard the Halloween. Oh yeah, movie. I heard it's yeah. terrible. The Halloween. Movie. Yeah, I did too. That's yeah, why I heard I it's awful. Money. You know, money already tight. I don't know. The Smile movies kind of scary. That's creepy, but I probably yeah. That's you what know. I'm scared of scary movies too. I'm trying to face my fears. I don't know a lot about it, but the promoting has been crazy. They've had people like planted in these yeah. baseball playoff games, yeah. just smiling the whole time. Yeah, and it is really creepy. I was one at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium a few weeks ago. Clip. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We uh, was, we saw you. They, Maybe for a different reason it was a paid deal you could not stop <laughs> smiling and laughing for whatever reason yeah. in that game um it was only sitting next to you and chandler you guys just put me in such a good mood i will say i talked to a ton of people at our tailgate zone this past weekend and they, uh, unsolicited folks their favorite day of the week is monday to hear the players lounge that they really, really enjoy oh, yeah. hearing you guys oh, and it, you know, yeah, I didn't know as that. i said unsolicited just had a ton of folks come up to me and just say how much they enjoy these segments so we appreciate you obviously yeah. joining us each and every week we appreciate them appreciate remind them. us uh xavier on your schooling have you graduated yet yes i already graduated yeah so that's kind of just going right now a yes. pretty breezy. Uh, he's a breezy. professional I, football player. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at East Carolina. To, yeah, uh, <laughs> I already graduated. Right now, I'm taking classes for get my certificate. And you know, grad school, different ball games, especially with like managing that and still dedicating enough time to be over prepared in football because you know that's what kind of league we're in. You know, you got to really prepare for these yeah. teams. So it's been a struggle. Uh, if I'm being honest, it's been hard. But you know, I'm trying my best to hang in there and Good stuff. Know, get my best for the team. Awesome. Thanks, Xavier. Enjoy Thank you, man. Always, Appreciate man. you, Thank guys. You. Right now, we'll head back out to the Pit Electric Live line, continue on with the Delcor Players Lounge with Miles Berry, East Carolina linebacker, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Miles, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Appreciate you joining us. And uh, what a game the other night, Miles, as you guys are able to outlast Memphis in four overtimes. And you personally, uh, like a lot of guys on this team, banged up right now, Miles. But uh, we got a lot of calls on the fifth quarter postgame show about just how proud the, the fans, the alums were of uh, the grit, the guts you showed uh, as a team. I know you, you yourself are kind of gutting it out right now. So, man, uh, I know you had to be pleased with the performance in that W the other night. Oh, man, most definitely. Like, four overtimes, that was history in itself. A uh, long game, but it was a fight. It was a battle, and, and shout-out to Memphis. That's a great football team in itself. And, you know, they they were in a lot of positions to win. You know, the game could have went both ways, but uh, the ball bounced in our favor, and, and it was just a great thing to be able to get that home homecoming win at that, you know, and, and Dowdy Fick. Miles, as Troy D, as, as we know, so many of these games come down to a play or two. That's the difference in the game right towards the end. Luckily, it went East Carolina's way this time uh but what what great energy that brings to this program and when you can build on that especially going into this this week with a tough game against UCF yeah well it was just a lot of great moments throughout the game offensively defensively special teams played very well you know it was it was just one of those games it was a battle um but that's how that's how all of the games are going to be you know our conference you know just as anybody else you know our conference is no it's no easy conference. Every week you got to come prepared and you got to have to put your best foot forward and play your best game in order to get wins in this conference. And we have a tough game coming up, UCF, uh, but we're ready for it. You know, we're ready for battle and it's going to be another good one. We got Miles Berry, East Carolina linebacker on the Pitt Electric Live line inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Miles, first of all, how are you doing physically? Because uh, this is the time of year everybody's getting banged up some. Uh, what's going on with you right now? 
Yeah, I'm good, man. Just kind of, uh, I had a, a foot injury uh, last week against Tulane, so just trying to nursing that back, uh, you know, hitting rehab very heavily. But, you know, I'm good. You know, it, it's that time of the year, you know, middle of the season where you're, you know, you have some nicks and bumps, and but you just got to keep pushing through and got to put yourself before the team. I mean, well, put the team before yourself, you know. So that's kind of my main thing. And so uh, just showing that, showing that grit and toughness, but definitely that time of the year. And as an older player uh, that's been around a while, Miles, uh, how you know how long did it take you to learn about the recovery side, the uh, the I guess nutrition side? It's more than just going out there, you know, lifting weights, playing football. You got to learn how to train that body to get through this season. So you're a you're a seasoned vet at it uh, at this point, Miles. But did it take you a while to kind of understand all that? Yeah, most definitely. You know, coming in as a freshman, you you're kind of only used to a high school regimen and kind of a high school method of kind of getting your body back. But in college, college is totally different. It's a different animal. So it's something that you have to learn. I feel like it really clicked for me the more I started playing and the, the more sore I was going into going into the season. So in that preparation, just throughout the year, you know, starting really in, in spring ball and going through the summer, that's why the summer is so important to get your body as physically ready for the season as possible because the season is it's it's a grueling season so yeah it, it took me some time but but it's something that every athlete learns uh, for themselves miles Berry joining us uh man just two really game-changing plays the other night on the defensive side of the ball and the one happened in the first half late. Malik Fleming really giving you guys a lot of momentum heading into the locker room with his pick and return. And then how about Julius Wood uh, leading the way to the end zone, diving into the end zone after his pick six. Uh, defense, not just forcing turnovers, Miles, but turning that into points, turning that into offense. Yeah, that's uh, turnovers win games, man. You, you got to uh, be able to control turnovers and especially defensively. Those were two huge plays, and like you said, they, they led to scores, and uh, great job our offense being able to convert and score on those on those big plays. So that was really just a hats off to them. They made some great plays, and that's that's what we have to do every week as a defense in order to win. I meant to bring it up with Holden earlier, Troy, but he's uh, 26 to 34, 304, one touchdown, the big stat, no interceptions. I yeah. Mean, he played a clean game. Yeah. And the Memphis quarterback, Hennigan, had two interceptions. A lot of times those can, can be the differences there. Yeah. And, and Miles, it's rare to go, you know, into overtime. That doesn't happen that often. But then they have four of them. What was going through your head where that kind of bend but don't break, you, you know? And, it was one of those deals where I know you wanted the game to end and just move on, and it came down to that last play. What was going on uh, with you guys defensively? Well, we were just saying, you know, it's, it's our it's our turn to make a play. You know, we have to make a play. We have to stop them, and we have to bowl up. These are the type of plays that we dream about making. Um, so we were just coming together as a, as a defense and as a unit. Really, the whole team was, you know, because we were cheering on the offense as soon as the offense made a play. They were cheering right, right for us to make a play when we were on uh, the defensive side of the ball. So we just came together as a team, and we were able to just get a really great win and just fight it out to the end. It is. You're right, though. It is one of those plays that you kind of dream about as a kid. You know, the whole game, everything you work for comes down to one single play. Right. One play. I mean, but you got to lock in on that one play. You know, it's a lot of things that come together throughout the game that, 
uh, don't go your way, you know, and you just have to do your job and everybody has to be on one accord to make the play happen and win. We're so, uh, you're so focused on the next play and everything. We can kind of think about other things. I was thinking about, you know, this is kind of creepy. Like we had the same situation with Memphis last year. Are they going to get their revenge on us this time or will it end the same way? It ends the exact same way. Them going for two, East Carolina getting the stop. When all that's happening on the field, Miles, are you thinking about that at all? Like, hey, we just had this same situation against the same team a year ago. It was de- it definitely popped up in my head a couple of times. Like, man, this is this is kind of crazy. It's so ironic, you know. It's like we we were just here, like you said. But hey, we we definitely topped the excitement of last year. <laughs> even though last year was the game to uh, put us bowl eligible, so that game was historical in itself. But this one was even more historical with a four overtime victory. So. I think we've seen the start of a great Memphis ECU rivalry, football rivalry, potentially, you know, but definitely, like I said, that's a great football team and they executed well, you know, all, all phases of the game, you know, but the the ball just bounced our way. So that's great getting a big win. That's a good point, Miles, because, uh, Troy, a lot of these teams are going to be leaving us. Uh, Memphis sticking around the American. Maybe the, maybe there's, we can do it again to them next year. Let's go. Let's play an OT again. Miles, this might be a better question for coach Houston, but I was, you know, thinking about this, watching y'all go back and forth, back and forth on the overtime thing. I wonder why the need to go, you know, because everyone gets it on the same yard line. Why do they go one end of the field, then the next end of the field, then the back of the, you know, why back and forth? It just seems like a lot of rigmarole to uh get the plays in why not just stay on one side you know what's your perspective on that i i truly have no idea because when we were moving the second time it was like either the second or third time like we're moving again so i i really don't know but you know that's that's probably the least of my worries i'm just trying to get coached up uh look at any adjustments think about you know what the coach is thinking and in different situations so I'm just trying to get all the adjustments I can, but man, I don't know. Yeah. Whenever you find out, you let me know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> dig into that a little bit. Poor Bron Bailey almost pulled a hammy trying to get back and forth down yeah. the field. You know, I'm just trying to look out for my brothers in the media here too. But uh, because they did have to sprint back and forth, a lot of leg work there. Yeah, Miles, yeah. I remember last year. And I mean, everybody to change that all of everything. Yeah, it just seems like it would be easier just to stay on one side and go with it. Yeah. I remember last year, Miles, uh, Bruce Bivens talking about that final play. He said that once they lined up to go for two, you guys knew exactly what they were going to run because you had prepared for it. A moment ago, Xavier said one of the looks they gave you, he said, man, I know this. I know this play. And then they checked out of it, went to a different play. So, you know, how prepared were you guys? You were able to stop them on a run uh, for a two-point conversion to keep the game going. You got the final stop as well. Were you guys pretty well prepared for what they showed you there at the end of that game? Yeah, we – we knew some of the tendencies that they had leading going into the game, especially on two-point conversions and low red zone uh, and low red zone moments. So, you know, you kind of have some checks and different things that you're looking at based off what you studied that whole week prior leading up to the game. But honestly, at the stab of the ball, you, you really don't know what's going to happen. You know, you just got to play fast, trust any instinct that you have, and, and really just see ball, get ball at that point. But... Yeah, we were just really proud of the defense for being able to make make those plays when we needed them. And another thing, too, you guys have had so many goal line stands already this year. I don't know if you're thinking about those at the moment, but at least you you certainly got the confidence that these guys aren't getting in here, right? 
Yeah, the confidence level is through the roof. You know, with the success that we had, that we've had, we just try to execute like it's our, like it's the first one. You know, every time, man. Going to the game, like I said, you you know what cheats that you have, and you know what different things that you're looking for in the red zone, the low red zone. So you just try to execute to the best of your ability. Miles, uh, we talked about it last week, had the throwback unis on for the first time uh, for homecoming, a uh, nod to the 70s, 80s, and 90s Pirates team. I thought it was you know kind of cool how they uh, how they put that together. This week, it's the blackout, the all-black look, and the uh, helmets and the jerseys and the pants. Uh, your thoughts on that? Oh, you know, I love the all-black. Well, it was great. The homecoming uniforms were fantastic. I thought they were. I really liked them. Um, I, I like I like the colors, you know, I like the theme of the kind of like the font of the numbers. I just, I thought they looked really nice. And, and even with the white helmets to match them. Uh, but blackout is my personal favorite. I love that. You know, it's just something so intimidating about all black, you know. So um really ready, ready for that. Ready for all the fans and daddy to wear all black, you know, to black it out too. So it's going to be, it's going to be nice. Yeah, and I, first, I think that's the thing we can all agree on. At least I can agree on all these guys that we all enjoy the black unis the best. Um, I will. I want to give a shout out to ECU too, the the graphics department. I thought the throw. Now these weren't graphics ECU used to use. I don't want to confuse people, but it was kind of a throwback to a, a '90s type of graphic, uh, almost a Sega Genesis type of look. Techmo Bowl, Techmo Bowl type of deal. I thought that was a cool touch when the Pirates scored, and even during the game, the yeah. graphics they used the graphic package was kind of a a retro look. It wasn't that you know, and one I don't think we had a scoreboard that could do stuff like that before so there was no like really imagery they could go to other than just use some of the older logos but i really thought that was kind of cool too how they did that Do you notice that stuff miles uh during the game yeah the the jumbotron i saw that it was like that old kind of sega genesis look um especially when we scored you know it was like you know some cool graphics and that and i like the little mini the little mini screens around the perimeter of dowdy uh, on the field, I, I really like those. I like how they match with the jumbotron. So, whoever was a, was over that, um, the technical side of that man, they hats off to you because you really made Dowdy come alive. And the theme they use now with the third down, the money down. Yeah, you know, I don't. It's kind of it's kind of growing on me. I gotta yeah. be honest. The dun dun or how, I gotta get the and that's all. I gotta get the audio for the we can run that. Yeah, that's all, Coach Harrell right there. Uh, he. He brought that money down uh, tradition and kind of culture to the defense, and it it's really stuck. And in in year three, you know, year three of the defense, so you can really see how the the fan base and and everybody. Well, not year three, year four actually, but the fan base and everybody is uh, really involved with it and really into it. So it's it's good to see. Do yeah. you know that song that they play on third down, Miles? I've heard a lot of people ask. I don't know the answer. Yeah, it's um it's down for my end. You know, I can't say it again. Wait, hold on. Say, <laughs> wait, say that one more time. Down for my, yeah, in. Down for my, and then by C. Murder. All right. So down for my, yeah. and by C. Murder. All right. Yeah, down for my. There you go. Down for my. Murder. Yeah. All right. Good, Good stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google that up, <laughs> as we used to say, yeah. and uh, put that on my playlist clip good good stuff what's the other one too i hate to sound like an old guy and i asked someone this earlier Troy, you're of, an old guy embrace it i don't identify as an old guy you gotta um, embrace it you gotta embrace it what's the song they play where everyone starts to sway sway you know what is it? it's the club song um, um that's swag sir 
That's it, uh, swag. That's swag. But what's the name? I looked. Uh, yeah, I googled swag, but it wasn't the song. What's the name of the song? It's swag surf. Swag sir is the name. Surf. Swag oh, surf. that's it. That's it. That's swag surf. surf. That's exactly right. I remember my buddy from Still Life telling me that a couple years ago, but I couldn't remember the name of it. Swag Surf. That really, get, I got to be honest, that kind of energizes the fans a little bit. Even the old people were like into that song. Especially when everybody gets into it and you kind of swag and then you swag faster on beat. You know, if, if we were, I feel like if kind of like all the fans saw a video of kind of how it would go and yeah. the whole crowd. We could have a training session. Even it can even be crazier than what it is. Yeah, all right. So Swag Surf by who? Hold on. Let me let me make sure. Y'all, I forgot who, who raps. Clip, I'm not even going to ask you. Because <laughs> that... Fast Life Youngsters? Does that sound right? Yep. Yeah. Fast Life Youngsters. All right. All right. And that was popular a couple years ago, right? Yeah. It's an older song. Like, you know, it's not, it's not a new release or anything. It's been out for a while. Hey Miles, yeah. if you could take like years ago. Miles, if you could take one hour out of your week to just hang out with Troy D and try to make him a little cooler, <laughs> maybe. So I'm gonna start um, swag surf by <laughs> Fast Life Youngsters. I'm gonna start jamming to that. Yeah, and then down for my <laughs> by C Murder. <laughs> I, I like that one too. <laughs> and that's gonna be my Muddy Down song. All right, I'm gonna start playing that at the beach Money clip. Now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should do some swag surfing out there. The I, well, I might go do that. <laughs> Good stuff. Down, Miles, down at the you. beach tavern. This is like Miles talking to his like old uncles about the internet and stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm familiar with these songs. I just couldn't, I didn't know the names of them, you know? Yeah, we got Now that I know we, the names, yeah. I can share this with all our friends. Good. And we yeah. can put it out there for the Pirate Nation. I know other people were wondering the same thing, Clip, but they didn't have the guts to ask. This is how things work. Uh, things are cool, and then old people learn about them and tell other old people, and they're not cool. But anymore. if we can get the whole stadium swag surfing, like we have the whole stadium sing Neil Diamond songs like they did what, last week, or uh, Bon Jovi, this would be cool. We're halfway there. Yeah. yeah. Halfway there, swagging on a prayer. <laughs> All right, Miles. Uh, this thing has had the uh, energy of uh, living on a prayer. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That, yeah. that would be crazy. Uh, Miles and I hate to sound like old, but it would be lit. I know oh that. Oh, we gotta go. All I right. gotta go. That's no cap. I gotta go. I gotta go. I can't. <laughs> can't do anymore. Miles, you're the man. Thanks for joining thank us, man. You, Miles. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Here's my chat with the East Carolina defensive end, Jeremy. How you doing? I'm doing good. Can't complain. How about you? Hey, man. I'm uh, I'm tired. I'm still tired from the other night. We uh we wrapped up our post game show at 2 a.m. and then yesterday I'm just sitting around watching football and I'm like, man, I f- I feel like I played in that game. Well, you actually did. And at one point, Jeremy, I know you came off the field. Uh, so how how are you uh, physically right now after playing four overtimes in a game like that? Your uh, your body holding up? Yeah, I'm holding up. You know, a game like that's gonna cause some some bruises and bumps some bruises. You know, but overall, I'm healthy. I'm good. Ready to uh, ready to move on. I'm good. One more question on that. We we ask you guys a lot. You know, coming off a, a loss, how how is it mentally out there and keeping the spirits up on a Sunday practice? But how about uh, physically, Jeremy? Uh, is that you know, is it difficult or is it a, is it a positive to get right back out there on Sunday, get moving around a little bit, get the body going after a uh, a long physical game like that on Saturday? How, how tough is that on the body? 
definitely a, a mindset thing over a physicality thing because we all like you all can do it. Like it ain't like you no know, stopping it. You can go out there and do it. Like if we had a, if we had back to back games, no matter what we were playing, like it, it is what it is. So so we just go out there and practice. You just gotta want to go out there. You gotta know that you can go out there and you know run that run that last game off. Get a little conditioning in. Get some blood flowing, and you know it, it's 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 more of a positive than a negative. Jeremy Lewis joining us. Jeremy, uh, well, for whatever reason, when ECU and Memphis get together, they play some thrillers. And uh, were you did you think about that in the moment? Like as fans, as people watching, we think about that. Hey, ECU beat Memphis last year, you know, on a two point conversion, just like that in overtime. Uh, were you thinking about that during the game, or is that something you realize and think about after the game's over? No, nah, most definitely after you had to realize, like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is the exact same situation that we were in last year at their house. But, you know, like, during the game, you know, like like I said in another interview, we was in the same situation last year. We was 3-3, three we was, uh, three and three, you know, then we got on a run and started winning some games. So it's the same same situation. So just trying to keep everybody like, yo, we've been here before, we can do this. And, you know, after the game, that's when it really hit, like, wow, this was the exact same situation. Jeremy Lewis joining us individually. Jeremy, uh, maybe your best game statistically uh, speaking with seven tackles, two tackles for loss, and had a sack back-to-back games now with the sack as the pass rush uh, getting going here for the Pirate defense. Did you? Uh, how did you feel about your uh, individual performance on Saturday night? You know, everything can be better. Never, never truly satisfied. Uh, trying to, you know, I had – goals going into the season to get a sack of game and it hasn't been the case so you know trying to just trying to double back now and trying to double up on those you know per game just just for myself but overall I think I could have played better always Jeremy you look up at the scoreboard down 17 to nothing you know what uh, you can't let that doubt creep in so uh what, what is the what are those conversations like and how about heading into the locker room scoring two touchdowns, uh, getting that momentum back. You guys, despite trailing early, probably felt really good in the locker room, right? What was that first half and uh, halftime like for you? Uh, yeah, the first half, you know, going down 17, but, like, we we, 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 uh, we didn't sit down, you know. Like, we still knew we had a lot of football left to play, and we always try to play a four, four quarters of football, like play that fourth quarter just how we would play that first quarter. So, you know, don't let the foot off the gas. I don't take the like just and then we we're going into halftime. We knew going getting those two touchdowns that we'll get some momentum going and the defense was able to go out there and get a stop. So we was just ready to get out, ready to get out of the the, uh, the locker room for halftime. You know, ready to get back on the field because we had a little momentum going. A lot of great plays, a lot of great. Uh key moments the other night one of those julius wood turning an interception into a touchdown and jeremy you were mr do it all at south central uh playing both sides of the ball and uh we looked it up the other night on the post game it looked like julius wood played some uh receiver in in high school and growing up and man he showed off those ball skills on that return and uh, i know you were part of the uh the convoy leading him into the end zone so how about that play that, that was a huge play on saturday I was crazy. I asked him right after. I said, "Hey, I know you must have returned some punts in high school or something." <laughs> but now he 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 made three people miss, and it was a great play. You know, being in the right spot at the right time, uh, tip drill, catching that pick, and you know, uh, we was able to skip points on the board on the defensive side of the ball. Something that we've been trying to preach. Something that we've been trying to do. 
and we was finally able to get that done. So, you know, that was that was good for our defense, good for our team, get some get the momentum back in our favor. And you know, and I was trying to lead block, but there was some big boys out there, but we <laughs> got it. <laughs> Uh, is that something you work on in practice, uh, Jeremy? Not just forcing turnovers, but once you do, uh, let's turn into offensive players. Let's uh, let's block. Let's uh, get in the end zone because, uh, man, it looked like all you guys knew uh, right when Julius started going towards the pirate end zone what to do. So is that something you're uh, prepared for after a turnover? Yeah, it's something we're prepared for. Definitely it's a want-to. It's a mindset kind of thing. You know, flip that switch, come from a defensive standpoint to an offensive standpoint. You know, turn around and you know, make it, do what's best for the team. Take on a block and try to get your teammate in the end zone. So yeah, it's something we look. It's something we practice. Jamie Lewis joining us, uh, man. Another great performance too from Keaton Mitchell on the offensive side and and a lot of the guys. But Keaton, uh, I think twenty nine carries, four catches the other night was huge in overtime. And uh, you're, I, I did see too that uh, Rajay tweeted out 47 that was the number of points uh nice little tribute there to rajay with him out for the season but man uh keaton mitchell was a warrior on the offensive side for you guys oh most definitely you know i've seen him make some plays you know seen him do some things in the game that he we've seen him doing practice and it was just crazy on that two-point conversion we literally had the same situation like that similar in practice gave him the ball in open hmm. space he made somebody miss and walked in the end zone so like when I seen him catch that ball, I just already knew what was about to go down. But he was able to showcase that speed, you know, do what he does, and he's an amazing player, you know, one of the best in the one of the best in the country. And yeah, shout out to Rod too. I didn't even realize that he was seven <laughs> points. Yeah, keep uh, keep scoring forty seven a game, y'all should be all right, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jeremy Lewis joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. It's the Delcor Players Lounge here on a Monday. Jeremy, were you fully aware of the overtime rules? Because we had a lot of people, you know, listening, calling in after the game that were kind of unaware of the format. That's the first time East Carolina's been in that situation in the third and fourth overtime where you only go two-point conversion. So did you know that was uh, the format in, in overtime? It's kind of a new rule. Yeah, Coach Houston keeps us very much prepared for situations like that. You know, we practice those situations during the summer, during the spring, and you know, we were, we were ready for it. The only thing that the only really thing that shocked me is that like once you switch over from a first overtime to a second overtime, the, the like the defense had to go back to back or the offense yeah. had to go back to back. You know, I didn't, I forgot, I forgot about that rule. So that that had surprised me. But other than that, we knew about the whole like two-point situations we practice that almost every uh, every week so you know we was ready for it well let's talk about that more from an offensive perspective how many two-point plays do you got what's your best two-point play how about defensively when you're preparing for a team each week jeremy or you're you're going over that from a defense perspective right like here's what memphis has done in the past on two-point plays if they give you this look all that so you guys are probably going through a lot of different uh two-point plays from them uh going into the game right yeah, yeah, sir. We got great, great coaching staff. You know, they do their research. Coach L, uh, go back. It don't matter five years, ten years. He'll find a two point play from that team. And, you know, we'll practice that up. See what they ran. See if they ran any that year. And you know, a lot of teams don't like the mimic, but you know, you go. We'll practice and like this is what we'll get. And then you'll be surprised that exactly like <laughs> the play that we practice is the exact play that we get. So you. Yeah. Know, those guys do a great job preparing us, and you know we, we had our cars down, we had our cars ready for what they wanted was going to do, and we went out there and we executed. 
Jeremy Lewis joining us. Jeremy, uh, a, a new name for Pirate fans to get to know played on Saturday night, and uh, we didn't know his name until last Monday. We actually had a caller call in and say, hey, watch out for uh, this Andrew Conrad. He's a really good kicker. He kicked a 50-yarder against my high school. And all, and we're like, all right, man, whatever. And then we see him out there on the field, and uh, he's able to to knock in some extra points for you. And, and Owen Daffer's won some games for the Pirates in the past, and now Andrew Conrad stepping up. So uh, nice to see a uh, new face hitting some uh, some kicks the other night. Yeah, it was good to see him, you know, uh, go in and, you know, take care of business. I told him congratulations after he made his first kick. You know, that's a, that's a big thing for him. He was able to knock some of the nerves off, and, you know, he came in and he was uh, able to, you know, be 100%. Jeremy Lewis joining us, man. A huge one coming up Saturday. It'll be under the lights once again. It's a blackout. Uh, I think you you like the black unis, right, Jeremy? You you're cool with them. Yes, sir. I, yeah. I love the black unis. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun coming up Saturday night. Have you started to dive into UCF? They got a high powered offense. Going to be chasing around the quarterback. Uh, what what have you seen so far on the uh, nights coming in? Yeah, they got a real fast quarterback, real fast receivers, and they love to run the ball, RPO game. So, you know, we got to be prepared, be on our cues, do our job, man, execute. Jeremy, appreciate you joining us, man. Great game the other night. And uh, get some rest, get some practice in, do what you got to do, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday, man. Fantastic work the other night. Thank you. We talked to now a Pirate wide receiver on the Bolitnikoff Award watch list. Isaiah Winstead joining us. Say, great game on Saturday. Got the win. Yes, sir. Feeling good, right? Yes, sir. You ever been in a four overtime game before? Nah, I ain't even know like how the rules were <laughs> overtime. I've been asking your teammates that today. Jeremy said he knew. Xavier said he had no clue. And this is the first time East Carolina's been involved since they changed these rules. Uh, so, so you were just kind of doing what they told you to do yeah, out there? Just listening to the coaches and stuff. They was like, it was one time I think we was on the field, and then they're like, we got to go back again. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, back to back. That yeah. confused the other guys too. Dang. How many like inside the five two point plays would you say do you have in the arsenal? Like in the playbook? Like, we got a lot. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot. We got. I couldn't tell you. It's a lot of them, though. But when you get in that situation, you're not worried about running out of stuff. Like, you got plenty to do there. Definitely not. Uh, Isaiah Winstead is averaging seven catches a game for 100 and 102 yards a game, uh, three touchdowns on the season. So, those numbers, we you don't like to talk about yourself, but those are pretty stellar numbers. You pleased so far with your performance this year? Yes, sir. Uh, Like you said, you know, team first. But, you know, whatever I can do to help the team, if that's 200-yard game or 60-yard game, if I'm helping the team win, then I'm going to play my role. But as far as, like, me, I am pleased with those numbers. And uh, I'm just going to try to continue to get better. I'm sure, Isaiah, some frustration sets in when you're down 17 to nothing. And you're like, it's a a big game. We got to – what's going on here? But you got that score at the end of the first half. And then immediately – uh, you get that pick from Malik Fleming, and like it's almost like a switch flipped or something. You guys got all the momentum from that point. So, what was it like trying to to dig out of that hole, uh, seventeen to nothing? Um, I'm gonna take it back to like high school. Uh, we was playing in a, like a state championship game for my high school, and you know they was beating us like by like two to three touchdowns, and like it didn't really phase me. Like you know I'm confident in our team. Like just like when we was um down by seventeen, I 
I wasn't mad, nothing. Like I'm telling people on the side, I'm like, we gonna win. Like we gonna win this game. Like I don't know why y'all tripping. Like I, you feel me? When I scored or whatever, I went to the line. Like I told you, I got to tell. Like we gonna win this game. Like don't worry. You feel me? So I was, I was never worried. But um, that was a big time play by Malik. You know, picking the ball off and giving us a chance to have even more momentum before the half. So that was a. That was good. And did you uh, go back and maybe get some moves from Julius Wood? He looked good running that ball. <laughs> was he able to evade three tacklers there? Yeah, he looked good. I ain't never seen him with the ball in his hand. That boy turned into a running back. You could tell he played some offense uh, yeah. at some point in his life. That was awesome. Hey, uh, Chandler. <laughs> so what, what, what was uh, after the touchdown? Was that peekaboo? What was going on there? Yeah. <laughs> what did that signify? Does that have a meaning Spooky behind it? Spooky season. Nah, it was just peekaboo. Like, that's it. All right. I like it. It's, uh, it's cool. That's fine. We do have a suggestion. Chandler, you want to tell him or you want me to tell him? You tell him. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, I say, uh, you're one of our favorite guests. You're an interesting guy. But that time you came on the show, we were talking about Adam Sandler. And you said, uh, you seen Click? Yeah. And that, for some reason, that sticks with us. So when you get a touchdown, I don't know what like, what would make it look cool, but you give us a, a click, <laughs> a remote, but, like, a I, click. Like, you hit the touchdown. It could also mean like, hey, like I'm balling out. Like turn on your TV. I'm on TV. I don't know. What does he do with the ball though? I don't know. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta think about it. I don't even like when I score. I don't even be thinking of like what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right, I was gonna ask you. Did you think of the peekaboo thing? Like. You just thought out. You thought about it. It as was soon like peekaboo, and it's like like now you see me, now you don't. Like, okay, I like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we was just lined up. Now we just scored. No, like, no I'm celebrating. Boom. Yeah. Okay, cool. Whatever comes to mind for you, I say. We <laughs> like it. We did get a call uh, from Michael Winstead after the game. He said you owe him twenty for uh, the fumble. Man, <laughs> now you did take a shot to the I back there, that, boy. That was a shot. I'm surprised you got up so fast. Uh, but uh, who was it? Kerry King, right? Yeah. Uh, way to finish the play for him. But man, you took a, a, a nice shot there. Did you feel that one? Yeah, I definitely felt it during yeah. the game. That was a great play by my boy, though. Kerry, he always hustling, you know, throughout the week and his show in the game. And you know, he haven't had like a lot of opportunities this week, so. You know, he really took, like, full advantage of his opportunity. Definitely. That was a, a huge play. Keep a drive going in that situation. Uh, you guys are able to outlast uh, Memphis the other night, and I think the team ran 84. I had it. Uh, Steven Igo broke it down. Now, do you know how many plays you played the other night? It was in nah, the 80s, I, I want to say. I think I heard them say, like, we played, like, 80-something yeah. snaps, but I, I don't know the exact number. When you play that many snaps and that long of a game, like, do you feel any different afterwards? Like, was yesterday rough for you? You feeling all right? Oh, yeah, I was definitely hurting. Yeah. I was definitely hurting. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you do to, to go into recovery mode early in the week to get yourself ready for the end of the week? What are some things you do? Um, it really just depends on, like, what I hurt. And like how bad it's hurting. Like if it's just you know soreness from hits and stuff, I'm just hot tub, cold tub, stretching and stuff. But if it's like something specific, then I'm in the training room, like getting actual treatment for whatever. Gotcha. How long? Uh, what time did you leave the stadium on Saturday? Holton said he didn't leave till like twelve thirty. So what time did you? Were you able to get away? Holton from... had them uh, them interviews at the end of the game. Oh, that's that, why he didn't leave. Yeah, that's late. true. That is but true. I left about. I probably ain't get home till like. 
12. Yeah. Some. Maybe yeah. I, ain't pro- I, pro- I probably been home before Holden got, Holden had had his a, equipment off. He had a lot of babies to kiss and yeah. people to see and pictures. Yeah, and you saw, you saw, have, <laughs> have you signed the uh, autographs and stuff? People want your picture and stuff? Nah, I they probably would. Yeah. You know, I give like you know my wristbands that I wear in the game. Oh, I cool. just give yeah. them by when I walk past and stuff. You know, fans, the little kids, you dapping me up. But you know, I'm viewer on uh, YouTube said Isaiah is my favorite. Um, when he gets fired up, he says he's so chill on the show, and then he gets fired up. I mean, you talked about that. It's kind of a different different mindset, right? Yeah. You put the jersey on. We actually, thanks to Alan Thomas, he put out a uh, a video when you scored that touchdown after the Malik Fleming interception. You were fired up uh, coming off the field, and then your coach, your wide receivers coach, Baquan Boyette, is just as fired up. Talk (laughs) about his energy. Like, we know his energy is always, like, you know, through the roof. We met him on media day. What's his energy like on game day? Like, as you've seen, like, his – he might have been more – I don't think he was more excited than me, but he might have been more turned up than me when <laughs> yeah, I scored. He was, he was fired up. Like, his headset be coming off, dragging <laughs> across the ground and stuff. He don't care. He said, what did he say? Like, after practices, like, his shirt is drenched. Yeah. Like he's, and he's not that far removed from playing. Like, he's still a, a younger guy. So, uh, he probably gets, gets his glory days out there and yeah. back in his head. Yeah, he'd be into it. But, uh, man, that's cool that uh, that everybody was so jacked up because that was a, a huge moment in the game. And then you guys were able to... Uh, uh, to win it at the end so you said you were uh, just looking at some UCF stuff uh, you weren't here last year ECU and UCF played a lower scoring game 20-16 to 16. this year they're putting up a lot of points so uh, how about the defense though? what did you uh, see from them so far um, they got like they got a few like their D-line is kind of big you know they got a tall uh, cornerback room like the shortest person they got on on paper is like six one hmm. at corner. So, and they play a lot of man and stuff. So, you know, you, every week is a challenge. But you welcome the man to man, right? Yeah. Like you like that. I mean, yeah. it seems like East Carolina's had success against man to man. What did Memphis do in the secondary? Man, man, yeah. And uh, took advantage of it. Big day for uh, Holt Nailers and the passing attack. Isaiah Winstead, once again, uh, leading receiver for the Pirates. Nine for 154 and a touchdown. How about Keaton Mitchell? 33 touches in the game for Keaton. 29 carries, four catches. Finished the game with 149 rushing yards and a touchdown. And had the one in overtime. Did you go back and watch that one where he's got it, there's a man in front of him in the end zone, and he just does Mm -hmm. what he does. Yeah. And then you talking about the one where he caught it and just made a miss and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He Keaton nice, that boy like that. We talked to Rajay earlier today. He was rooting you guys on. Had surgery on Thursday. Pretty cool. Did you notice that the team scored forty seven and he is number forty seven? I definitely didn't notice that. A little something. I definitely didn't notice that. That's crazy. Kind of crazy, right? <laughs> Meant to be. I don't know. It's one crazy. Of I told Keaton, I. Cause um we go out in like the second group or whatever, whatever that time is, you know, like cause we do like the returners and stuff like that. So we go out with that group, and like as we was walking out, I'm like, you know, 47 ain't here, but we ready to do it for him right now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And he was like, let's do it, and then, you know, we did what we did. All right. Any other football questions? Huh? Nah. You good? I say, would you rather go to uh, vacation at the beach or the mountains? The beach. All right. What are you doing out there? Are you getting in the water? 
No. <laughs> no. No, I can't swim. All right. But uh, just chilling on the sand. Yeah. All right. Cool. How about uh, what's your like dream vacation, like destination? You ever thought of that? Dream. I uh, I want to go to like Greece. Um. Why Greece in particular? Cause like how it look and stuff. All right. And, you know, like that's just some. Um, that's a crazy place to go. Like, <laughs> All right. Like we used to talk about that in school. Like you can we can go like that's just i don't know all right greece is on the bucket list chandler what are you looking I, at i pulled up I, I like these last week so i pulled up some more would you rather questions oh, all right you're not a big fan of those no it's good, it's good. <laughs> uh would you rather would you rather have more time hold on that's not a good one would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great great grandchildren <laughs> Uh, the past, cause I guess that could help me with like my life on mm. the way up. Yeah, I guess I would say too. There is a chance, especially if you're in Isaiah's health, not necessarily mine, that you could live long enough to see your great great grandchildren. <laughs> Maybe if you live to be 115 or whatever. Uh, so you still got that out in front of you, but you'll never have any chance to meet your ancestors. So yeah. I would say take the past. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? You ever seen Click? You ever seen Click? <laughs> you ever seen Click? Um, <laughs> rewind or pause? Huh. So if I like rewind it, I can change stuff? Mm, good question. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. You might can, you know, make up for something that you might have done you can rewind what are you saying he shouldn't have fumbled the other night yeah i mean you can that's an example <laughs> damn chandler you can be like all right let me go back and like hang on i know this guy's gonna be behind me this time. <laughs> that's true uh, but what I'll would you probably... pause your life for I, I was thinking like if you're having like the best night ever i i, I don't do you pause it and well, yeah can you keep having that good time and everybody else is having a good time or, or do does you it pause, pause and everybody, everybody freezes yeah, yeah i don't know i'll probably rewind it but <clears throat> To like relive it, not to really change too many things, you know, because yeah, you go through stuff too. That's what's gonna make you who you is today. So good point. I wouldn't change too much of what happened. Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Twice as long, <laughs> man. Twice as long, easy. That is true. If you do care about money in that aspect, you'll have even more time to make it, yeah. perhaps. So. uh all right, he was quick on that one. Would you rather be Batman or Spider-Man? Back to the superheroes. Both of them be getting beat up, Bat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. We don't really think about that. They, they take a beating. Beat um, Man, I'd be having fun with the Batman, webs, man. Like, yeah. really even like a superhero? Batman, like, he, that's the thing. Batman doesn't have any person. superpowers. He, yeah, just, he can just like, he can whip your tail. He's got a lot of money. I'm going Spider-Man because Batman can't even... Man, I'd be having fun with those webs. Yeah, he can't even fly. Can't even fly. Loser. (laughs) Straight Uh, up loser. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Would you rather be... Would you rather be without internet for a week or without Mm. your phone? Mm. Without internet. Yeah. At least you can like... I need to talk to people. Yeah, call and text. That would be tough. That would be... 
we really can't do it for our jobs though but it would be a challenge to try to go without internet for a full week yeah oh man here's a good one definitely set some stuff but would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or in a broken elevator Mm. ski lift you're up high it depends like if you're scared of heights and then if you're in an elevator and you're scared of like you know like claustrophobic right right? if you're like heights versus claustrophobic being bunched up and like I don't really want to be in either one, but I'm gonna have to go with the ski lift. I'll be like, my anxiety will kick in. No I'm doubt. In the elevator, like you don't know if you you can't even see nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's really think about it. You got to go to the bathroom. You'd rather go off the ski lift than in the elevator too. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good point. Thinking outside the box. <laughs> Thinking outside the ski lift. Yeah. And there's a chance that if you land in that snow just right, you might not break both of your legs. You might say, you know what? I'm taking the plunge. I'm getting yeah. out of here. Elevator, you're just stuck, stuck. Um, yeah. Some people do this already. Would you rather go to a movie or to dinner alone? I'd, rather, I'd go to a movie, just chill. I don't know if I'd go out to dinner by myself. Um, It's crazy. The other day, like, what, like during... This is probably like the first week I went to like breakfast by myself for the first time ever. It was chill, but I'd probably <laughs> rather go to a movie. Yeah. You know, you just chilling. It's dark in there, can't nobody. Because like during a movie, you're supposed to be quiet and you're not supposed to talk. But like, yeah, it'd be awkward when you're just eating and everybody else around you. you and you just sit like there looking around. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do it when I was in school to. at the dining hall, like eat by myself, and it'd be like everybody's having a good time talking it up, and I'm just sitting there like staring mm-hmm. people watching. I will say there is something though about a. It kind of depends on the movie too, but like a middle-aged white man going to the movies by himself is kind of creepy when you think about it. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I think maybe a little different than people. Would you rather explore space or the ocean? Ah, I love this question. The ocean, right? Because space. Let is... the man answer. My bad. I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> Damn. Great turn up on you. Uh... <laughs> Hmm. A lot of unknowns in both. I might go, but I can't swim though. Say you could swim. If I could swim, yeah. Say you could swim. Yeah, but do you know how to navigate out there in space? What are you doing out there? You're kind of swimming through air. Yeah, swimming through air. Yeah. Can you air swim? I know for a fact, I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably explore the ocean that's a tough one why did you immediately say ocean because i feel like there's like you go out into space there's like a bunch of stars like okay i guess i I might go and check out another planet maybe but like in the ocean i feel like there's a lot more to see and a lot more to explore like maybe some caves but they say like deep in the ocean shock a shark um maybe like a, a a ship like if i'm in the ocean i'm gonna be like all right where's the titanic like, i'm gonna go and explore that but they say like it's like a lot of galaxies and we just in one uh, true yeah so it could be <laughs> if we get out of this we can go it might be the same thing on another planet there might be having this, this show. Like another universe yeah. yeah oh man oh yeah mm. okay you got me there. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm able to go and explore another universe, a yeah, parallel see, universe, yeah. 
Okay, then I'm gonna yeah, go I'm check that out. But you gotta promise me I can come back to like normal <laughs> life. That's tough. Like in the ocean, it's tough probably, but you can swim back and you'll be on Earth and you yeah. can get oh, back wait, to drive so, like, in. None of this is like promised. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean? So like, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh no! Like I thought like. No, nah, like, like you can get back. Is that what you're asking? Like you yeah, can get back to normal life? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would okay. just assume that you can get back. Like, hey, let's go and explore the ocean right quick. Assuming you could all get back and everything be safe, I would definitely choose like space just to see what else is out there. I definitely choose space now, especially thinking about the other universes. From a stuff. safety perspective, I was just worried. Like, if you're trapped up there, like you can't call a friend and get a ride home. Like you, you can't call a friend uh, uh, in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Chandler, dive in, man. Help me out. <laughs> Isaiah can't swim. He's not gonna help me. Yeah, I can't. I'm a good right. swimmer. You got a couple. Wait, we got to take a break. You got another one. Hit uh, one. Hit one or two more. Gosh. Uh, so we got to give. Some. All right. So in school, you had gr- you know group projects and stuff. Would you rather work in a group or work alone? In a group. Yeah. Definitely in a group. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Why? Are you making everybody do your work? That's what I used to do. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> nah. Um. Uh, what was the question? Guess, I'm sorry. I guess I'd be too too hot or too cold. Uh, cold, definitely. Because you can warm up. Yeah. Too hot is just bad. Like it just drain you. You can't. You can't even think for real. Isaiah, great job. One day these questions, like when you're in the dang uh, NFL combine and meeting It's going to help you out. They're going to ask you dumb questions. We're preparing you for that. You're going to think about us one you're day. Gonna, and you're going to breeze through them. And yeah. you, like your draft stock is going to go like skyrocket. And they're going to say, oh, what did he do? His 40 look good? They're like, no, he answered all these questions so yeah. good. It's like you practiced them. It's like you practice these questions and then that's when you shout us out. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. We are helping you out right now. You didn't even know it. Isaiah, good stuff, man. Uh, Keep up the good work, and good luck on Saturday. Yes, sir. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 